Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. James Ellis from the Talentcast. You may not be aware of this, but a couple years ago, I lost a bet, so now I'm contractually obligated to say nice things about Chad and Cheese. Well, I took that, let's say, lemon and turned it into lemonade. I took interviews from Chad and Cheese and turned it into a book, but I added a lot of other people you're going to want to talk to. It's called Talent Chooses You. It is hiring better with employer branding, and it is available on Amazon June 15th. You should go and buy it. Bye. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, how about some good news? The NBA is coming back and Vegas casinos are opening back up for business. Yeah, sorry, that's the best I got. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Lordy. I need a haircut, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. What the fuck is going on? So wash. Yeah, on this week's show, Smash Fly goes X-rated. Facebook says lower pay for you. And who gives a crap? Time to exhale as we take a quick break and pay some bills. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching building a connection and reducing candidate drop-off you're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful informative employment branding videos that just sit on a youtube channel begging to be discovered why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing join us at jobadx.com that's join us at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. 2020 feels longer than that ad. Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> is going on, man? I know that people probably listen because they want to kind of escape what's going on out there right now. And I sure. don't know 
I did know that 2020 could get worse and I don't want to see it get any worse than what it is right now. But geez, man, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, the George Floyd incident, which all of our listeners, at least in America, I assume the world world yeah. will know about. Yeah. Uh, but shootings in Louisville, um, other places we had the the, the runner. Ahmad. Who uh, some people took the law in their own hands and, and killed uh Killed an African American guy just running through a neighborhood. Running while black. Running while black. I think you know you and I kind of struggled with today's show and what we were going to talk about, and and I think came to the conclusion that you know two white guys weren't exactly uh, the ones that people needed to hear from. But I will I will add this little bit of tidbit uh, as two guys that are nearing fifty. We have some context around this, and it's it's happened before, and and the sad thing is that. It will probably happen again. And no amount of protesting, uh, violence, uh, any of that is going to make a difference when compared to actually voting, actually running for elected office, writing checks to candidates that you believe in and volunteering for those candidates that you believe in. So I will just add that uh, as my two cents on the current state of America. Yeah, I think I've been on several social arguments around the Black Lives Matter where individuals uh, ask, well, don't all lives matter? Well, of course, all lives fucking matter. But when it comes to the United States for centuries, um, they haven't mattered as much. Black lives matter have not mattered as much as as white lives, right? And, and from our standpoint, we need to realize that. We need to identify that's a problem. And then we don't have, hopefully, the George Floyds. And that is what sparked the protests and sparked the looting and et cetera, et cetera. So we have to identify where the problem is. And the problem lies in our ability to know what the fuck we need to do different. And and equity is the big key here. We talk about it a lot on this show, is the inequities of what we do, not just pay inequities, just everyday equity and what we're looking for. And something we'll talk a little bit about today, but you know, as a couple of white guys, again, Torn Ellis was very big in, you know, DNI and diversity. It's actually on a show uh, with my wife called Crazy and the King podcast. Check it out. You know, we asked him, what should a couple of white guys do? He said, get on your fucking platform and scream because we need you guys as much as we need the protesters on the street. And I don't agree that voting will change at all because we've been voting for fucking years. We need people on the streets. We need these protests. And after I get done producing this today, I will have a sign and I will be protesting as well. Yeah. I mean, we'll disagree on this. I mean, I, we won't be able to, to gauge this, but you know, track the number of people who are in the streets this week and how many how many of them won't vote? And you'd probably be surprised at the percentage that don't. We'll see. Um, less than half of our citizenry that can vote does vote. So when you say we have been voting for years, not enough people have been voting. I mean, Trump is in office because a lot of people didn't vote that should have. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the case going forward. I mean, look, we are a country of contradictions. Uh, we have a document that, that we live by that says, you know, everyone's equal. And and we, we were built on slave labor and committed genocide against an entire people that were living here before the white guys showed up. Um, but one thing that has, that has rung true uh, in the last hundred years is everyone over 18 uh, and isn't a felon 
can vote in elections and not enough do. And that is something that can change the system. Politicians hope that you don't vote. Uh, companies hope that the masses don't vote, but you can vote and you should. Um, and that is the one thing that is constant in, in making things change around the country. I mean, we did elect a black president two terms in a row because of voting, and we can change the system now through voting as well. So that being said, let's move on. Headspace change. Here we go. Shout outs. Ooh, yeah. So first shout out Pete Succi over at uh, CVS Health. Thanks for the props uh, on our segment during Smash Flies Transform. That was an, an interesting virtual uh, event that uh, we had to go through yesterday. It was interesting because most of the state of Indiana, about 30 minutes before <laughs> Joel and I went live, uh, Comcast went down. The whole fucking internet went down. It was crazy. So yeah, Pete, glad I could actually get on, uh, but only through the all those wonderful people at Transform and the people throwing the show could they actually get me on voice only. So for those who don't know, uh, Chad gives me shit on a daily basis about my internet connectivity and speed. And the poetic justice and the irony that would have gone down had Chad not been able to join the, the transform uh, call would have been really amusing to me. Uh, he was able to get on the call if you missed it. So he did. He did join. But Chad, you have to admit, it would have been quite ironic had you not been able to join. And I could. You were tethering, weren't you? I was tethered to my phone. Yeah. OK, so that's not even the same. <laughs> Thanks, Verizon. Not the same. Shout out to virtual DJs. Yes. So we're on Transform. I didn't know these things existed, right? We have inter we have intermissions to sessions, and yeah. there's a literal like DJ dude in the corner of the screen mixing town mixing sounds that are just suitable enough for middle aged people. Spandau Ballet, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift, whatever it was. But like virtual DJs. Shout out. I had no, I had no idea. Yeah, I think Elise might have stole this from Banff. When you go to the gathering of cult brands in yeah. Banff, there's a DJ on the stage and she was rocking some tunes between sessions. But I got to say, this was taking it to the next level. So Elise and team over at uh, Smash Flying Symphony Talent, that, that's a big applause right there. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of virtual events in general, but if you throw some DJs in there and some mixologists, <laughs> I might get on board with this idea. Well, a big shout out to Joanna Tolchowska, a new listener over in the UK. She's a, a Matt Alder fan, so she definitely needed the Chad and Cheese balance. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's some balance for you for sure. Uh, shout out to Bonusly. Uh, company got nine million uh, this past week, so they do just kind of what you would think. They uh, referral, employee rewards, uh, gift cards. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. I met these guys back, uh, I think, two or three years ago. They were in the startup pavilion at HR Tech. Ah. And when I met them, I thought, eh, I think they're going to be all right. And sure enough, years later, uh, they're getting millions of bucks and, uh, and growing the company. So shout out to Bonusly. Nice. Big shout out to Bill Barthel listening from a meat processing plant in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, just kidding. At what? least uh, I, I don't think he's in a meat processing plant, but we've heard so much of that lately from Iowa. I thought, you know, why not? <laughs> shout out to Chris Neeland. Uh, again, sort of the transform theme here. Uh, Chris, some of you know, we've talked to him on the show. Uh, he is the uh, co-founder of a bunch of businesses, Communo, Gathering, 
uh, Colt Brands or Colt uh, Collective. Shit, what is it? Colt Collective. He was a real sport. Um, a, a great line uh, when the cameras weren't rolling was uh, when we were working on internet issues. We said, "Don't worry, Chris. It's, you're all good." And he goes, "No, the biggest mistake I've ever made was agreeing to be on a show with you two clowns." Uh, so, Chris, a <laughs> little bit of insight there in the background. That was that. That was some good comic relief in a in a stressful time. Very nice. Uh, big shout out to Sean Paulseth over at ideal.com. He says the whole company listens. Uh, so mm-hmm. here's a, not, here's a shout out to the entire company over at ideal. So at ideal.com, thanks for listening. I, I think it's, it's amazing the amount of companies that have either Chad cheese listening clubs, they use our podcast for training material. I, I can't thank our listeners enough. <laughs> I don't know what it says about us being the, uh, the educational resource for most companies, but, uh, there you have it. That's it. Um, I don't think we've given a shout out to transform yet. Have we smash fly Elise? Yeah. Uh, the whole team there, uh, kicked ass. We enjoyed it. Thanks for working uh, with us through the technical issues. And I will say the prep that we had to go through for 30 minutes of online virtual talking was really belts and suspenders level preparation. So uh, the team over there knows their shit. Yes, definitely. Elise Rupesh um, and and no question, Aya, Lauren, Angela, Caitlin. I mean, the whole team was relentless in finding a way to get me to connected. You're the best, especially Aya, because you sent us Blantons. Hell yeah! But they also sent us an experience box in the mail. That was mm-hmm. awesome. I actually used some of that essential oil stuff before getting on the podcast. Ooh, did you? Yeah. Well, it calms me down. I always need that before I get on the mic with you. Did Julie apply the, the lotions? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, I'm going to I'm going to end shout outs on this uh and I'll make a you know we're, we're I'm going to dive a little bit back into the the state of the world, but I I just want to give a shout out to LeBron James. You and I grew up in a time where athletes had voices around social issues. Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Bill Russell, um the list goes on and on and and for 20 30 years Athletes have been pretty silent around social issues and, and things that are going on. And uh, LeBron James, who most of the world will know, uh, basketball player, famous, he is not shy about going on social media, talking about social issues, talking about injustice. Um, and I just think it deserves a quick shout out for LeBron James that, that he's an athlete that isn't just, hey, Republicans buy shoes too. He's willing to put his name and his voice out there and shout out to LBJ. Let's hope LeBron James can go and smack Drew Brees square in the fucking face. Uh, last shout out for me, Adam Chambers, world traveler, founder oh, yeah. of Apple Chat and yeah. match contestant. He he bought us some bourbon. Uh, so that's uh, good stuff. Also, uh, look for the Deathmatch podcast to be dropping. Go to chatcheese.com. Drew Brees apologized today, by the way, but let's get to the news. X-Files, Smashfly X. You did a a shred on this thing. What's going on? It's interesting. Uh, We talked to Rupesh Nair, the CEO over at Symphony Talent in February, and, you know, talked about Smashfly, talked about, you know, Symphony Talent. I mean, Symphony Talent is a big organization, although 
I don't really know much about all these cloud solutions and whatnot. And he had kind of hinted that, you know, Smashfly was going to be a product. So the name wasn't going to go away, um, but it was going to be a product underneath Symphony Talent. If Smashfly did anything incredibly well, it was definitely marketing and sales, right? Yep, yep. So then yesterday we get the announcement that Smashfly X is the new brand. It's a consolidation. So all those M cloud, X cloud, cloud clouds that Symphony Talent had before, they're all rolling up. All that technology is rolling up under one brand called Smashfly X. Yes, yes. You know, you and I talk about acquisitions all the time uh, and kind of wonder, how is the integration going to happen? What's going to happen to the brand architecture? Fast. And speed, right? How long is this shit going to take? And considering the state of the world, Symphony and these guys turn this around really quickly. Uh, I mean, considering Smashfly had some exodus of some talent, but Elise and team and everyone over there picked up the ball and ran with it. And uh, I think Smashfly X is great. I mean, I love the tag. You plus us plus your ATS equals success. And um, I have nothing but good things to say and and, and wish some success. I, I love that they're not tinkering with the ATS space. They, they they seem to be remaining outside of that and being an enhancement to it. And I think that's where their lane is and they'll continue to thrive on that. And I love the programmatic uh, interface, yeah. which you and I both got a test uh, test drive of. Yeah, I think this is this is a home run for them. Yeah, we were able to a few weeks ago to actually jump in and, and get kind of like a test drive to an extent. Yeah. And it, it looked great. I mean, and that's the thing is that if you're going to be in something all day, it's got to be it's got to be pleasing to the eye, right? Yeah. But it's got to be it, it's it's got to be workable. And and being able to plug all these programmatic outreach along with automation pieces uh, and experience, which I would assume mm-hmm. Smashfly the X is for experience. I'm not sure, but to be able we'll to be that. that layer of experience before you dump all that. Intel into an applicant tracking system, I think is is really cool and it's smart. Again, Symphony Talent is starting to really show that they they have focus. This is their vision, and they're definitely fucking determined because this happened fast. And this mm-hmm. is a shot easily over TMP's bow because those motherfuckers have about twenty seven billion brands. None of them are consistent. They are all different and disconjoined and whatnot. So I wonder if TMP, AIA, Prango, Talent Brew, what the fuck ever. I mean, if they finally find something instead of having all these different pieces all over the board. Yeah. And I think this underscores that, you know, very, very well. I mean, so, so many times we see acquisitions, they never, they never sort of interact with each other, integrate with each other. Sometimes they're bought just to put them out of business or they're bought to be a standalone until like they're not a standalone anymore and they just kind of go away. Or if you're indeed just plug in your jobs in the same brand and interface. So, you know, again, kudos to these guys for really getting it right on the integration side. This is a, an incredibly large market. So whether we're talking about Symphony or we're talking about TMP, those are only two players. And if you think about it, the amount of applicant tracking systems that are out there um, for those two to be able to, to, to try to own all of that space is going to be hard. So yeah. I think there, there's still tons of space for organizations out there like, you know, like up and comers, you've got the, the Beamries, the candidate IDs. I mean, they just rolled out uh, new tech not too long ago. It's it just, 
overall, this is the space that is is exciting because it's growing and it's automating and it's making all that shit that mm-hmm. uh, we we've had to deal with for years go away and including a great experience, hopefully for the candidate instead of going into that black hole hopefully we can start to nurture them and get them closer to our brand yeah yeah well great experience for uh for workers uh and and leading to the next story of great experience for freelancers uh Kimino, some good news baby yeah some good news uh you're big on this let people know that, that haven't heard about it what it is dude some good news was it, it was amazing i think they only did like eight episodes but john Krasinski, mm-hmm. he, the dude, the dude is on the uh, Jack Ryan, The yeah. Office. I mean, he's a, he's a celeb, right? But he's got uh, surprising interview chops. Uh, he was able to pull a bunch of his celebrity friends together, and, and they just focused really heavily on trying to bring good news to the people instead of all this yeah. shit that's been happening in 2020. Well. Viacom CBS acquired some good news after, you know, a bidding war after a bidding war. And it's going to be on CBS all access. And dude, they did eight episodes. I mean, it's, it's what, ridiculous. What episode are we on? And no one's come to us to yeah. buy us. Yeah. Give us time. I'm, it's, neither one of us are playing uh, Jack Ryan on Amazon either. A quiet place. He's a good director. Too. Oh, really? I did not know he did that. Yeah. John, Emily, and the kids weren't staying up editing late at night. Oh, no. no. Post-production was New York-based. They had Nashville Maiden Network handling video distribution. Calgary's Arcade ran social media. And they actually had GIFlytics in New Haven, Connecticut do Uh GIF analytics. And this blew me away. The SGN, some good news, GIFs alone had more than 287 million views. Just the GIFs. Hell yeah. (laughs) Jesus. But this was put together by a platform. And that platform... We've been lucky enough, as we talked about earlier, Chris Nealon and Ryan Gill. We met these guys two years ago at the Gathering of Cult Brands in Banff, Canada, where we're on stage. They asked us to come speak on stage, and they're just amazing dudes. Yeah. And they created this platform called Communo, which is a freelance platform that isn't like all the other ones that are a race to the bottom. These are legit dudes and women making good money, doing good stuff. And obviously, SGN and all the product and the production and everything was was top notch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we we did a, an interview with Ryan about the company, which you should check out in our archives if you want to learn more. Uh, but also don't forget the fact that they brought in veteran uh, Cindy Saunier in yep. recently uh, to head up some of the operations there. And what great promotion. Like this was a fast company story and I'm sure it got picked up elsewhere. But yeah. these guys have been in business two years, maybe. Yeah. And to get to get a note like this had to be great for their business. They really are doing great things in terms of not being a race to the bottom, trying to get premium pricing for premium work and kudos to them for for this great story and, and helping this thing this thing happen. I'm really curious in this work from home era, you know, television companies and stations and and networks have to be asking the question, do we do we really need to spend 
all the money that we spend on, you know, studios and, uh, you know, office space and all this, because uh, everything I get now, mostly uh, specific, specifically 30 days ago, everyone was in their home with a little, you know, circle light and, and a Zoom connection, which is basically all this was. But you had people behind the scenes, freelancers that were making it a quality professional, you know, video. Do television stations and networks and programs look at this and say, why are we, why do we have these studios and, and, and big cameras and, and all this? Like, does that go away in some of this, this era or no? I think there's an opportunity to to make it go away. I think that having people on staff to be able to to, to rip it out quicker is still going to be necessary to some extent. Yeah. I think though, from Camino standpoint, since the pandemic hit, uh, obviously many companies are cutting staff. They've had user signups go up fourteen hundred percent, and the market value of posted products was up. 1300%. So not only were there people, their signups coming in from the standpoint of talent, but the actual posted projects were up dramatically as well. And yeah. I can't say this enough for Ryan, for Chris, and obviously Cindy, who is an industry veteran who's now on the team over at Communo. This is, I personally feel, a platform that freelancers can get into and not sit there and feel like they're getting screwed, right? They're actually going to be doing good work for good shops and they're going to be doing it for good money as opposed to the, you know, the other freelance platforms where you're saying, Hey, I'll do that for 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're good at it, this is a place you're going to go to get top dollar for, for the work that you do. And if you're an advertising agency or a recruitment ad agency, in our space and you're doing any of the videos or creative design etc 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 i don't know why you wouldn't check these guys out let's let's take a break and uh we'll come back to uh some facebook and three-day work weeks getting the right people to apply for the right jobs at the right time has always been a challenge and now with an influx of candidates and increased workload recruiters have to work smarter to provide a memorable candidate experience make moments matter with Jobbyte, a comprehensive talent acquisition suite that offers a marketing inspired approach to recruiting so that talent teams can more intelligently attract engage and retain top talent combine the power of ai and the human touch Jobbyte, recruit with purpose higher with confidence. Well, I do have Amber Ferrari who said that she will be voicing that. So now I have to do is push her into it to make sure it happens. Yeah. Was it, was it Adam Gordon that asked why, why do all American ads have British accents in them? Because <laughs> they sound more trustworthy. Probably. I'll go with that. Facebook. You, you shared, you shared an article. And again, this is going to be an interesting conversation. The article it was entitled Why You Should Follow Facebook and Pay Remote Workers Less. It was on Inc.com. Yeah. So why should we pay remote workers less? Well, the uh, I mean, the article and the defense of this is that the standard of living in San Francisco is not the same uh, that it takes to have that standard of living. Pick a city, uh, Boulder, Terre Haute, Detroit, uh, wherever. So the the basic the basic premise is: look, as we go more and more virtual, as we go more and more, we can live anywhere and do our jobs that pay will be responsive to where you live. So if I live in Indianapolis and I work for Facebook, I shouldn't expect the same salary as I would if I lived 
in Palo Alto. So fairly reasonable argument, I think, but I'm guessing you're going to disagree with it. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) It makes sense to me. What about the building cost you're saving? You don't need to expand space. Rather, you can contract space and you can save money. This is just another way that Zuck wants to hoard his fucking money and screw his employees. Not to mention, your cost of living drops when you move. That's a personal decision, not a corporate decision. Let's look at this from the lens of cohorts, which is your favorite. Let's take a look at maybe a younger millennial or a Z. Younger workers will want to work from a metro, which is going to be higher cost, right? Because they want and they need social interaction, bars, clubs, you know, the metro experience. Where an Xer with three kids, they don't want that. Plus, they have a fucking family and they could get paid less for doing the same job just because they're not looking for the party lifestyle. This is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard. Does it make sense because it costs less? You're doing the same fucking work. It doesn't matter. We talk about inequity. This is another form of driving inequity. So let's say, for instance, you live in Detroit. Do you believe because you are a programmer in Detroit, you should be paid less because you chose to live in Detroit? Fuck, no. The answer is they already are. And that's wrong. Again, we're talking about pay inequity. It costs more to live in San Francisco than Detroit. A hundred grand goes a lot it farther in Detroit. It doesn't matter, dude. Pay inequity. It's something that we've talked about for, for a very long time and it still exists. All this does is widen the pay inequity gap, period. I've, no one in Cleveland is bitching about salaries because someone in Seattle's making more. They understand it costs more to live in Seattle than it does in Cleveland. Okay. Doing the same work. You have three kids in a house that are in the suburbs that might be less or maybe even beyond that. And you did that because you wanted to have a different lifestyle for your family. You're doing the same work. There's no reason you shouldn't get the same pay. We'll just disagree on this. Yeah, because it's total bullshit. If somebody was making more money than I was and I was doing the exact same work because of where I chose to live... That's total bullshit. That's socioeconomic fuck you is what it is. <laughs> it's pay inequity, pure and fucking it's simple. Geographical balance. It's socioeconomic bullshit is what it is. <laughs> Let's talk about something else though. Like Facebook and the whole like leave Trump's uh, shares up and when the looting starts, the shooting starts and all that shit. Like from a from a talent retention and recruitment standpoint, they are dancing on a fine line of getting into a, a place where no one wants to work at Facebook that gives a shit about like, you know, morals and doing the right thing. Right. We agree on that, at least. Well, yeah. I mean, first you want to pay me less because I want to live outside the fucking city. Then you want to take a stand that leaves these stupid fucking posts up and you don't want to take responsibility for your own platform. You just want to back away and just let it happen. These companies, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, they're all media companies. They might not have started out that way, but they are media companies. Where do they drive all of their revenue from? It's media. Guess what? You're a media company. So now we should get the FCC and fuck involved and start making sure that they have to abide by the same types of rules that local radio stations do or network TV. That's where we should be focusing. You know, to me, Twitter has a real opportunity 
to do a real business like come to Jesus moment and in my opinion should go to a subscription based service they'll lose a lot of they'll, they'll lose a lot of users but the interaction that you'll get on it will be much better they could charge a very minimal amount and really clean up the space have no advertising they've already said no to political ads and and the like yeah and you know like the businesses that are tearing our our world apart our social media sites, right? Teen de- depression, suicide, political forces against each other. Like nobody wants to kill each other over Netflix, a nice little subscription, you know, model. Like, so to me, if, if Twitter really wanted to make a statement, uh, and I'm going way off on a tangent, but Twitter should go to a subscription model and like get just out of this cesspool of social media shit that's going on right now. And that, that Zuckerberg apparently doesn't give a shit about because at 22 years old, people told him he was Jesus and he still believes it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Netflix and Twitter, that's apples and oranges, but I do agree. I mean, you, you get you get what you pay for. And right now we're paying for free and we're getting a lot of shit that's unregulated. And speaking of free, how about uh, we had our buddy from uh, the Yang Gang. Uh, talk about a three-day work week in a, in a post this week, right? Did you yep. share that one? Yep, yep. Andrew Yang. And how did we go from four to three? Like we were just debating no, it was, four. It was three-day like weekends. Ago. It was three-day weekends. So Yang wanted wants three-day weekends. After this last three-day weekends, he's like, man, this is great. Let's do this. Uh, some studies have shown four-day work weeks increase worker sa- um, satisfaction and productivity And Microsoft's Japan subsidy um, reported a 40% boost in productivity after trialing the chain. I think the irony of of all this discussion is thanks to our phones, laptops, uh, wearable shit, whatever, like we never, most people never really stop working. You and I have an unwritten uh, agreement that we just don't necessarily talk to each other on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. But for most people, like they work through the weekend. Yeah. So to talk about three-day weekends, I mean, to me, it's just all... It's all conversation. Like we all work, most of us, seven days a week, whether it's on the weekend or the weekday. So unless we have like a serious, okay, we're unplugging, we're going off the grid for three days, we're we're still going to be working. Yes, I I agree. Working from home, remote work, connectivity, you're still going to do the work when you do the work. And I think this is one of the easiest things to do is to say that you have a four day work week, but you still have projects that need to get done. Right. So, I mean, that that is what it is. And that's going to change. Obviously, if you start talking about manufacturing, I mean, some manufacturers already have four day work weeks. Thing is, they're 10 hour work days. Right. So you're still getting your 40 hours in. So this has happened in some form or fashion with companies and in some industries, healthcare over the years. So is this a big change? To an extent, I think we just need to change our mindset around what those hours actually mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, the real solution is we all just move to France. I'm down with that. I'm down with that too. And I know you're down with universal basic income as well. There was a story on that this week. Yeah, so the coronavirus has made things even more difficult for like a quarter of all Spanish people, uh, which is about 12.3 million people who are at risk of uh, poverty or social exclusion after the company was not, or the country was not fully recovered from the previous economic crisis. So Spain's government approved universal basic income to help 
850,000 vulnerable families, accounting for about 2.3 million people. This is something that we've talked about this for a while. What is a country supposed to do? You know, supposed to support and protect. And in this case, you're supporting your people, you're driving equity to, to provide dollars to those individuals, and you're going to build the economy because when you provide that money, they're going to put it right back into the economy. The capitalist in me hates this, but the, the sort of uh, realist embraces it. The inequality of, of the rich and the poor in our country, and let's, let's agree much of the world, right. is such that, look, the people with the money at some point are going to have to give it to the people who could pick up the pitchforks and burn the whole shit down. Because history tells us that when there is such pay inequality and or inequity, that the people who don't have it get really upset and take it from the people who do. And then nobody has anything after that happens. So like if you combine that social unrest with coronavirus, which is going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to last. You have automation taking jobs. Uh, we talked to Peter Weddle about his book, and, and this is something that, that he talks about, I believe. Like It's going to happen. It's just a matter of how much are are people willing to to give to where they don't go? Well, that's way too like that's too much. Like, what's that balance? I don't know. And this goes back to our San Francisco versus Cleveland argument. Cleveland's a beautiful city, by the way. In terms of like, does someone in Cleveland get the same as someone in San Francisco? Yeah, well, I think overall, when when CEOs are making a thousand times or fifteen hundred times more than mm-hmm. the actual people who are making the product or providing the service under that brand that was the concept of the founder or the president or the CEO or what have you. You, you said balance. We have lost our balance here, especially mm-hmm. in this country. We have no fucking balance. We have our, our minimum wage is $7.25, which is about $15,000 a year. That's fucking ridiculous. Yep. The thing here is that the government, again, is stepping in uh, and estimates that they're going to be spending about 3 billion euros per year. And that 3 billion will go right back into the economy to fuel it. It won't go yeah. into stock buybacks, another fucking mm-hmm. yacht, or into some rich guy's bank account. I mean, that's the thing is that we have to have government step in when this inequity and this balance is all fucked up. It's all going to go back into weed and Taco Bell, baby. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Software so human, who gives a crap job postings <laughs> on LinkedIn? I had to do like a triple take when I saw this story. Not even a story. Someone just shared a job posting on on LinkedIn. Yeah. But the company is called Who Gives a Crap. That's literally the company name. Uh, they're out of Melbourne, Australia, and they do trying to bring toilets to the world, uh, similar to Bill Gates and what he's doing. That's That was my takeaway uh, from Who Gives a Crap, the company. But why did you share it other than the name of the company? It was shared because the job description kicks ass. Yes. 
Um, it was an example of like, here's what your job postings should look like. They shouldn't look like templated, copy and pasted uh, corporate bullshit. Like this is a human humorous, uh, but also heartfelt, like why you should work for us. Like you give a crap. Yes, we're all here because we genuinely want to make the world better, a uh, better place to work. We want you to work uh, with us too. Every minute you spend working with us, you making a difference. I mean, it, the, the ad is very long. It's very uh, engaging. You want to read the entire thing. Yeah. If you want to look at it yourself, anyone out there, uh, again, it's it's who gives a crap. Go out to uh, Go out to LinkedIn and search that and look at their job postings. But we just thought it was worth noting at the end of the show, which we knew was going to be kind of heavy at the top, uh, light at the bottom. Who gives a crap? That's that's how you do job descriptions, my friend. Yes. Go to whogivesacrap.org. Uh, their blog is called Talking Crap. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is, yeah. it is legit funny. I mean, there there is purpose behind this company. And to be able to actually read a job posting, Joel's right. I mean, reading the job posting, getting into it at first, it was like, what the hell is this crap, right? And then you're yeah. like, oh my God, this is freaking awesome. Somebody <laughs> actually sat down and wrote something that was meaningful. Holy yeah. crap. It reminded me of uh, if you were if you were buying Groupons 10 years ago when it was really like a deal a day Groupon and the the co- the body copy of those those ads that were hilarious and engaging. And just for all of you people who do give a crap, we, we out. out. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.